Oh god, there's pretzel in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Hey, I'm David from Contraption Collection, and you're no, listening no, 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 to Carbide no, no. Content. Nope. No, you you stop that, David. It's oh, my sorry. intro. Okay. Wait, didn't you tell me to do it? No, we just said you could start with how your week was. Oh, okay. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Carbide Content. Oh god. I'm one of your co-hosts, John. I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, David from Sears. Grant from the Midwest <laughs> and Dalen from Alaska. Hold up here. Hello. Howdy, everybody. Got to do something about this guys... misinformation online. Nope. How has your guys' week gone? Fantastic. Great. It's been we very cool. the Blade Show, but we said we could let you talk about your stuff first if you wanted. Oh, okay. What have Is you been this... up to? So I went to Virginia for a week. Nice. Oh, really? That was cool. Okay. Yep. Nice. Then I got back and I was like, all right, it's time to focus. And so <laughs> I worked on knives, believe it or not. Wow. What we do here. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. So I got like five out, which was sweet. And I think I can do five this week, which is sweet. Yep. And then I ran out of material and I was like, oh, that's one of those problems. Oh, and yes. I ran out of boxes too. Uh-huh. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, Growing pains. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about, you know, like minimum order quantity things. And the worst part is like a couple months ago, I tried to implement that stuff. But <laughs> that's the thing. Like you have to, you have to be pretty disciplined to follow through uh-huh. that stuff. And then yeah. I was like, nah, no, nah, that's fine. I'll remember. And yeah. Yep. I don't think I know what kind of packaging you do for your knives. I've never been happy with it. So it's like I the wooden box we have is nice. Somebody else. Oh, is it laser it. cut? Uh, yes. And they're like the tab together style boxes. And it's got like a foam insert, which the last batch of them was like kind of incorrect. But I just done with dealing with said company about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then those go into a like a mailer box, like a white mailer box with like a little logo on it. Mm -hmm. And the mailer box goes into an actual brown like you line just a regular cardboard box okay as i don't like having the logo on the box itself it's not like it's not you don't like having your logo on the wood box on the complete out box or like the mail yeah, box so that people don't steal it by googling what it is yeah basically yep, yeah keep it discreet yeah and yeah then, so the uline yeah. cardboard boxes you have to pay for right yeah how much is your total ship cost of just the Uline box and then whatever label you're printing? I would have to look. The Uline boxes have gotten expensive in the last like Okay. Because the I've always stuck with just the USPS flat rate like small boxes because mm-hmm. all of my products fit in them. And USPS will just send me like 500 boxes for free. Yeah, I have a bunch of their boxes, which they're like all very odd size. And I'm like, I wonder how many other thousand people did this. Boxes sitting there out because you could could order them and they would deliver them. Yeah, yeah, yep. Hmm. And like a label is like eight dollars and ten cents or something right now. It fluctuates a little bit, but yeah, for like priority mail. Yeah, yeah. So I actually print like I have a label printer and I actually print that, which is definitely super helpful. Yes, I got one way too late. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. So. Does the label printer like it makes like a full on 
thing they just scan and it goes to the right place or something? Yeah, so I use ShipStation, which is super... Oh, yeah. Super good, honestly, even though it's, like, pretty expensive. But, and at first I thought it was, like, the UI was horrible, and then I got used to it. And it seems to be better, like, better or as good as, like, any of the competition kind of thing as far as, like, shipping goes. And it integrates pretty good with, like, the website. Yeah, aren't you the Dalen or someone's using Shippo or something? Uh, I'm using just Shopify's built-in. Um, every so often, if I have a like a return that I have to send out or just something that doesn't process through Shopify, I use Pirate Ship. Oh, you use okay. Pirate Ship. I use Shippo, yeah. and it okay. works great. Yeah. Yep. yeah. John, you use Shopify for your actual site, right? No, it's a convoluted mess of WordPress, WooCommerce, and Elementor. Oh, okay. Yep, yeah. yep. I wanted to be different, and it I mean, <laughs> Well, I was also on WooCommerce and WordPress, yeah. and Grant is currently. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and my site couldn't handle any traffic. So that's a... Who did I have hosting when I first started? It was like Cloud Gator? Gator? Interesting. And I switched to Cloudways, which is like noticeably like... Significantly better. You know, I had and, the worst possible configuration. Yeah, they actually the way Cloudways works is you pay for bandwidth up to a certain point, I think, and they basically okay. kind of match it to demand. It seems oh, that's nice. Yep. So kind of like the thing with like I think it was HostGator is what it was. Um, you basically had you were sharing server space, I think, with other people. Yep. So then. And it's cheap, so that's kind of the thing. But Cloudways, you actually have a server, supposedly, I guess, as oh. far as I can tell. And yep. then, you know, it's wherever. Okay. And it tends to work pretty good, I guess, as far as it goes. But I also don't have that much traffic. The thing with me is, like, my photo size is ridiculous. Yes. And load times on the site's pretty atrocious, but I kind of don't. Right. I mean, it, 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 was, it was smooth and pretty when I checked out your site i was very impressed by it oh, wait so were you saying atrociously large or small they're huge like yeah yeah that's what one so it's kind of annoying because basically because all the the knives are unique so they end up going up as a product that's like the only way to display them and then when uh -huh. they get archived they show up in the archive because there's zero inventory and then when they show like one inventory like if we just made one like a random like maker's choice kind of thing and we put like inventory one, it'll show up in available inventory, like on that page. But the thing is like each individual product has its set of own photos for that knife. And it's like each photo is like 4,000 kilobytes. I think at least it's yep. like between 2000 and 6,000. And right now there's 50 knives on the website and yeah. it just keeps going up and up. What, so. What's the file format? Um, probably JPEG, right? Also, it was edited. Pretty sure they're JPEG. Let me see, because I, because what we well, do so what, is take photos of them, and then they get edited in Lightroom, and then Lightroom they're outputted as hundred percent, so they're not compressed or anything, and then they get resized in yeah JPEG is what it is. Cool. Okay. Well, I always knew about JPEG and. uh PNG the most, but like, have you seen like sometimes I 
save pictures online and it'll be like a WebP or something like that. I forget what it is, but I think Google came up with like a new uh, image file format or something that, that might uh, compress better. Hmm. Like it might, it might be lossless. I don't know if it's lossless or, or, you know, less, less lossy than JPEG, but uh, yeah, you might want to look, there might, there might be better uh, ways to put photos up now. Yeah, I know when I was doing it, like I was pretty, did quite a bit of research into it, but. And then the way I see it is like you, you probably don't ever really need anything bigger than 1080p unless you really want people to like be able to zoom in a lot. No, we probably don't want that. I want to see every single chip load, Mark. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I try so hard for them. Because if you're shooting like raw out of a DSLR, it could be like, you know, 8K or whatever. Yeah, crazy. How you know, sixty-four megapixels. Yeah, I whatever. Don't know, I don't know what it is. It's like I think it's six thousand by. I don't know what the actual format is, but yeah, they don't. They don't get kicked out of Lightroom like full size. Okay. In that way, anyways, I think they're down to ten eighty or whatever. I don't know anything about photos, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I wish I knew <clears throat> less actually, and it just worked, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like at least you're using Lightroom and stuff. Yeah. Yep. So overall, what, it sounds like production is running well. Yeah. Back to your shop. Yep. I haven't crashed the mill this month, so that's a that's a record, I think. That's nice. excellent. Yep. Yeah. So yep. was it just finally shelving the um the do fun things make better mentality and just make good and continue? I think it's just like the usual combo of a bunch of small things adding up. And then okay. finally, like, I don't know, just the last big thing was like the blades essentially. And it always mm-hmm. has been. And then, yeah, I was happy with the thing I got like a month ago. And I was like, all right, we're just going to stick with this because it works. Nice. And then, yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know that. And then like I had inventory built up, like, because the nice thing is, the clips and the backspacers, they're pretty easy, like tolerance wise. So you can kind of inventory those. And then handles yeah. have always worked like tolerance wise. It's, it's always just been like blade and like lock bar inserts and stop pins is the big, the big thing. And that's okay. the last kind of hurdle to just being able to like grab stuff off the shelf and assemble it mm-hmm. because it's the lock bar thing as usual. But yeah, because yesterday I like spent an hour swapping in like 13 different lock bar sizes, I guess lengths until I was happy with one. But oh, I'm wow. also like really particular about where the lockup and stuff is on the knives. So yeah. I don't know. Like, okay. Yeah. But Ooh. other than that, I mean, everything's good. I mean, like I'd be happy with once I get out from under the book spots, like I'll be able to do the smaller projects that I'm wanting to like the right. press plates for the, the quench plates. Mm-hmm. Like I want to do an actual like real they're still going to be like arborist or whatever, but it'd be cool to like do a temp sensor and a water pump and stuff just for like yep. practice with Arduinos and stuff. Cause I haven't done anything project related for any of the school stuff. And I'm uh, like, yes. yeah, I'm like, I'm going to school during the week and right, yeah. I haven't had a single project that like I can actually bring stuff in and work on. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, you're just going to forget that knowledge if you don't use it. So, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, there's that. And then, like, I want to figure out 
the Tumblr, like the media and like the slurry essentially. Like, <laughs> yes. Tired of having to move the bucket around and dump it and then clean the bucket. <laughs> like I want to figure out an actual <laughs> yep. system for that. I think or, Grant ha- might have some good info on that. Yeah, I, I have it. Get a sink. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll tell you because we just did it the other day. I'll oh, okay. My spot. Yeah. Um, well, no, t- I mean, yeah. we could go now if you want. I mean, well, okay. I'm, I'm ready for anything. <laughs> okay. Um, well, yeah. Tell me about the tumbler. Yeah. So first off, I hate the bucket. The bucket. Like okay. we got to the point where we're tumbling seven hours every day. And I'm I'm noticing like a darker finish if the bucket is one day old. Oh, and absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, every day we're refreshing the bucket, and it just becomes this god awful mess. And uh, my solution one because we had an outdoor outdoor shed, so I wanted to move the tumbler to the outdoor shed just mm-hmm. anyway because I was like, it's loud as hell, and we have a shed. Put it in the shed. Then in that whole process, all of our hoses exploded because my shop basically like we don't have running water. We have a hose piped in from a bigger shop Mm -hmm. and it's piped. Now I found out because it got all the hoses 200 feet to my shop. Um, And so I redid the entire hose water coming into the shop. I was like, while I'm just doing this, why why don't I just pump in the tumbler into straight up water? Just mm-hmm. instead of a pump in a bucket, just have water go straight into the tumbler. Uh, and then obviously just drain it straight out of the tumbler. And so yeah. uh, I did that and it has been working absolutely flawlessly. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there, there's a few things about it is one, I think it helps that the drain doesn't really work that well so that there is still water sitting in the base. Like, like there's probably... If I had to guess, because it's hard to tell water usually dwelling at the bottom. Um, Also, the drain is a little bit hard to drain, so that's probably part of it. But that's a good thing, because that means there's always water circulating, and we don't have to run as much water through. Um, Mm -hmm. But all the slurry gets gone. Like, my media right now is pristine. Like, there's no slurry on top. There's nothing else. It is flawless. The handles come out looking brighter than they ever have looked before. And there's no bucket. Um, if I had to measure it, it'd probably be a little bit more water intensive. But frankly, it's worth it. And oh, it's yeah. probably not a ton more water intensive. I don't think so. Yep. Are you We're, concerned at all about rust? Uh, I'm not because we don't tumble overnight. As soon as the parts are done, right. we take yep. them out. and. Yep. Uh, so far, all the blades, no rust or anything like that. So, cool. Where's the slurry going? The, ex- uh, the actual drain off. It's it's basically just a giant pile of rocks, or it's actually a pile of rocks next to our concrete barrier. Oh, uh, and then when it dries so, up, you just throw it away. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see how big <laughs> it builds up. Right. So, the, so the nice thing is, it doesn't actually build up into a slurry right now because it's all getting flushed away immediately. So it, it doesn't have time to settle into a slurry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, it's really just acting like water runoff. It's just running yeah. off into the, into the dirt and grass. Yep. Um, obviously if it builds up over time and that changes, then I'll update y'all and whatever, but yeah. uh, so far nice. it's great. <laughs> From the earth back to the earth. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just fire ceramics. So it's, it's just dirt basically. Yep. It's, it's glorified yep. dirt. Um, 
So yeah, that's it's been working super well and no bucket. The only thing is we have to make sure we turn the water on and off whenever we turn on the tumbler. <laughs> right, yeah. But yeah, so that's our cool, tumbler. So I'm doing that. That's what I learned today. Yeah, do it 100%. Because I mean, my tumbling adventure has been start with a bucket, burn a few pumps out, dark finishes, slurry everywhere. I was on smaller media, so it wasn't as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But recently I got one inch uh, like pyramids. Yeah. yeah. And I lost probably 35% of their mass in about eh, a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it just all turned into mud. Mm-hmm. So we'd like our bucket would be like there'd be a solid inch of slurry in the bottom of the bucket within, eh, yeah. I don't know, four hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I got feel... Sorry. Oh, go for it. Well, yeah, I, uh, I feel like I've, uh, had rust for sure on CPM 154, I think, which, you know, I, you know, I thought it was stainless, but I, I'm pretty sure I was, I was either using my usual thing and just too much water filled up the tank at once, or I was trying to use simple green, but, uh, I'm pretty sure even without letting it run overnight, just, you know, a couple hours, I was, I was having rust problems. So I, I could be wrong, but, uh, Odd, cause theoretically the tumbler would remove it anyway. And if you, if you clean them right after it shouldn't be an issue. Well, I, I think the problem is like if it fills too fast, so it kind of sits in the water a bit, uh, and like, isn't vibrating enough to, be removing material faster than the rust building up. Yeah. I'm not tumbler, sure. Right. I have a bowl tumbler. I wonder if that's, I wonder if there's something different with that inherently. Maybe it's sitting in the bottom more and not really getting tumbled as much. I don't know. I'm not really sure either. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, I, I know that I've heard people do the like water in and then water drains out. I, you know, I think Lucas is doing something like that. Um, but I, I thought usually you still do want to use some kind of additive. And so then I'd be, I mean, I'd already be a little worried about just dumping the water outside. You definitely don't want to do that if you're using plastic media. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's different, but, uh, I, 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 I feel like maybe I'm falling for marketing, but I think, having something that kind of lubricates, not just as a rust inhibitor, but having something that also lubricates and also acts as a soap to prevent stuff from like sticking as much. Uh, but I don't know, maybe it's still worth it. So, yep. so I mean, if you have, goes. I think if you have, you know, like a 10 to $50,000 tumbling setup that actually has proper uh, filtration and like, you know, a proper coolant system, then mm-hmm. the additives really will make a difference. In our measly uh, prosumer grade tumblers, yeah, I I just I guess I don't, I don't know. know. Yep. Yeah. So I, I have some observations because um, I've I've done at this point at least half a dozen different soaps, and I've also yep. accidentally not run soaps, and I've run soaps too long, and whatever. So yep, my observation is, and and I started to experience experiments probably a month or two ago um i did a little bit of soap like probably less soap than i should have i ran the tumbler for a day and obviously everything got super slurry and that like you know white ceramic dust film got on everything um 
Uh, Wait, and then and I, when you say soap, do you mean like a tumbling product or just yeah, tum yeah, soap. tum media soap, tumbling soap, not not like soap agree, like actual tumbler soap. Okay. Um, and then I added like half a cup of soap, and then ran the tumbler again, and all of that stuff went away. Um, so basically, it brought more life back to the bucket of water. Is is okay. what that single observation told me. Um, uh-huh. because so, so one also <laughs> not to make this a pottery episode again, but <laughs> now that I'm working with clay, a lot more familiar or a lot closer uh, with the pottery stuff, slip does a lot of very interesting things. And, and we're, we're talking about this day. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. slip because slip is technically right. Unfired clay mixed with water. This yep. is fired clay. That's been ground up. Um, it has a different name. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but liquid it, mud. Yeah, it it acts similar enough for this occasion um, that I think it still applies. But basically, whenever there's too much slip, it it be, it stops lubricating and it becomes a sticky uh, substance. Yep. And so, it, it as opposed to fine like fine slip in between everything, it's now sticking things together because it's too dry. And so that's the fine line that I think if you have no soap and you have a bucket of water that's continually getting filled with this uh, slip like substance that eventually you'll have so much slip in the system that uh, it will become dry and then no longer lubricates between the media. And that's when you get media getting stuck to each other, getting stuck to the parts, the parts getting stuck to the bowl, etc. Um, my conclusion, at least from my observation from the actual setup that I have now is the slip never builds up. It continually gets washed away. And so you have fresh, actually fresh exposed ceramic at every point in time. And there's no sticky substance within the system because it's continually getting rinsed with water. So the, so yep. the water is the lubricant in my system and there's no anti-lubricant agent because it's getting drained out. Yep. Um, is- well, I find the soap is the anti-anti-lubrication, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely the route I intend to take. Um, I've tried the filtration route. I I got, I mean, I was telling you, Grant, but I got five micron, 70 thou thick filter felt. Like, <laughs> yeah. you should filter a lot of things. Basically everything. <laughs> um, the, the slit passed right through it. Yeah. Like, immediately. I <laughs> mean, it, it is super fine particles. Like, it it's, is. It's, in, it's sub five micron. I can definitely say that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so I've, anyway. I've given up on that style of filtration. I have an idea for more gravity style filtration. I think you were talking about it too, Grant. Yeah, yeah. We've thought about that. Um, you know, doing but, a multi-stage separation filter kind yeah. of thing. But I think the the amount it would cost me in time to make anything that would work, um, I'd be better off just putting water in it and having it no longer be in it and not go into a bucket until I can get a better tumbler. Yeah, and what really broke me is uh, you know, the, if you buy the replacement pump that um, AccuBrass or Mr. DeVere, whoever, yep, they're whoever expensive. They are, they're expensive. It's like almost 200 bucks or something like that, um, if I remember right. So our first one lasted six or seven months, I think, something like that. Or maybe wow. it was long. Maybe it was like a year. I can't remember. Wow. Um, and then it, it finally gave out the beans. And so I was like, you know what? It lasted a while. I'm going to get that one again. 
Uh, I tried an aquarium pump, and a little one that I had on hand, and it it died in like a week or two. Uh, it's definitely undersized. Um, but so I was like, okay, I'll get the real one. Growth these cash for breakfast. I've accepted this at this point. But then it died like in three or four months. And so now I'm like, okay, that, that expensive one just wasn't worth it. Uh, and it definitely could be some, you know, we let it build up too much. We we were lazy. We had fresh media. Right, yeah. and what, who knows what the actual cause was. But my answer is nix the pump because it, one, is getting very costly. Two, running a pump like that for literally all day, every day, adds up just ex- electricity-wise. And water also obviously has a cost too, but um, like there's a lot of heat and electricity. And my building already has too much electricity drawn already. <laughs> so mixing one little thing, one more variable that can go wrong, I felt like it was a good move. And I like it so far. And and if there is like a rust thing, I do plan to put in a, a soap drip filter if that becomes a or a drip feed, I guess. Yeah. If that becomes a problem, but so far it's looking like it's not, uh, which is exciting. MQL. MQL all the things. <laughs> MQL into the tumbler. <laughs> yes. I have like spigots. I have like spigots on the outside of the shop where I'm at. Is it possible to like add spigots inside? Uh, yeah. Sure. Why not? I mean, it's just a, it's it's just a right. pipe. It may be right? against code, but that oh, would be the only oh, thing that's stopping yeah. you. <laughs> Everything I'm doing is against code. Yeah, oh, but they do God. they do make like dink to hose adapters, and you could even pipe it in like. You could plumb it into underneath your sink into just like a garden hose. It, I don't know who, who has messed with garden hoses, but garden hose is a uh, standardized thread. It's not like, yeah, it is. It's not like three quarter. <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's garden hose thread. I think it's GHD. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's actually what, yeah, anyway. Um, so they make adapters. They're a little bit tricky to find. You got to make sure you get the right ones. Uh, not all the time. You can't always just find them at Home Depot. I already went through a bad process trying to make a hose to spray my Tormach down for my coolant pump, like a <laughs> yeah. a Y with uh-huh. a valve. Yep. It it didn't go so well. <laughs> I had a leak somewhere. I also had a filter, an extra filter from uh it's like coolant pump to filter to Y that goes to or I don't know, maybe the I don't know where the hose was. Whatever. Yep. Didn't work out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Funny. Speaking of I had of a leak down, that I couldn't figure out where it was. That's really annoying. Coolant leaks are currently the bane of my existence. Oh no. The well, it, long story on the brother. We'll get into that on my turn. But um, the brother has a washdown, and I couldn't figure out how to use it. It has an actual washdown hose, but it's inside the whole machine, like in in the enclosure, just hanging okay. on a hook. Yeah. And I can't run anything on that machine with the doors open. Just period. Oh, interesting. I was trying to find an M code to like turn on my washdown hose and it was nowhere to be found. Uh-huh. And I can't just turn my coolant pump on with the door open. So I had no right. clue how it worked and I wasn't told how to use it. So I spent like 15 minutes trying to learn how to use this coolant hose and literally you just pull the trigger on it. It's just <laughs> it's always on. It's just, just always on. Huh. Wait, so interesting. Is, that, is that pump always running or is it like how does that work? So what I've learned is it, it, it runs off the flood coolant or maybe the washdown, one of the two. And when you program, like when you call up the, you know, the, I think it's M480 for the washdown or the M08 for the, for the flood. Uh-huh. It doesn't turn the pump on. It's just opening a, a solenoid valve. Okay. 
where, or opening where, a check valve. Where's the pressure coming from? Well, the coolant pump is always running. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. The, the, the coolant pump is within reason always running. There's a little toggle thing on the actual control. Sure. Um, and it's weird because if you leave that off, even if you program a, like an MO8, it won't give you coolant, which I've oh. been learning about. But uh, if you toggle it on, which it has to be for production, it's just running, even if the program isn't. That's very Is that like faster, like I faster coolant Maybe. to like immediately that, get to the that, tool? No, that makes total sense. I mean, it that, does to yeah. some extent. Their their check valves for closing the coolant though is bad because it leaks coolant for like seconds after it is done. Oh, but yeah. whatever, brother, eliminating waste in the manufacturing process. Nice. Huh. I mean that that does make sort like you saw the style run, Dalen, when you were at my yeah. shop. Is the the worst thing about it is the coolant turns on like way too late. Like it yes, it it'll turn on like while it's cutting basically yep. for the first second. You know all all my coolants except CTS are like immediate. Yeah, so I bet I bet that is that check valve. It it's quicker to open yep. a check valve than a pump to prime the system. Yes, it is nice. Yeah, yep. That's really yeah, tumbling arc is completed. Yes, I think that's all I have in the tumbler. Cool. Um, Anything else, John? Any other woes of the week? Oh, woes? Man, I still don't have any money. <laughs> Good things. <laughs> oh, oh, woes. Luke's bots are already paid, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's a yeah. That's a it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't. I don't need a four hundred one k. No, I've never I had one in my life. So no, you had I'm, one. I've so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, should we talk about Plate Show? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to lead that charge, David? Sure. Uh, I guess I'll talk about my experience and like you guys can chime in with uh, when you were there too. Yeah, so I, dr- I drove from Albuquerque to Fort Worth for Plate Show, Texas, and I think it was a pretty good drive. Uh, felt faster than it was. And uh, we got a hotel right next to Convention Center. And when I got into town pretty quickly, I met up with Grand Dalen, and it was great. And we got some food, or they watched me eat food, and maybe they didn't eat food. <laughs> it's because we literally just ate. Yeah. And uh, uh, at you know on the first day, uh, you guys had a really nice Airbnb where you had like a big table and counter and living room area, and so. Lucas from Squid Industries was able to come over uh, and TV, right? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Eating. TV. Yep. Was that? Nothing. Sean? It was a joke about you continuously eating with the big oh, okay. tail. That's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what I did for sure. Uh, and so, you know, it was cool talking to him and uh, hanging out uh, and uh, hanging out with you guys. And then uh, Blade Show Day 1 kind of saw people a little bit but I kind of was more shy, uh, so I didn't show the people my scissors as often. And I talked to Grace Horn, and she gave me some awesome additional info about scissors. And again, didn't really show her my scissors at first much. Um, but uh, I forget, was it the first day or the second day at Blade Show? We went to get lunch at this little bakery and I was talking about all the like issues I'm having with scissors and Grant mm-hmm. and Dalen are like looking at my scissors and they keep just like cutting random things perfectly <laughs> fine. 
yeah, I mean, while I'm like, yeah, yeah so I'm having this problem, this problem. And they're just like cutting receipts up. And like, I'm like, well, you know, if you cut up this way, it doesn't work. And then it does work. And I'm like, yeah. am I, am I insane? <laughs> like, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a weird experience. Yeah. And, uh, and like, uh, it's like, what is going on? Like, you know, like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. And so then I went back to Grace Horn and showed her my scissors and talked to her even more. And then she was also kind of like, you know, like, some of the advice she gave me was like, oh, you probably don't actually need to do this. Like, what more do you want out of these scissors? It's like, you know oh, really? what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember that that particular section of it. Was that when I was asleep? Uh, well, this, I went to Grace Horn. Yeah. Both times I saw Grace Horn, you guys weren't there. Well, I guess you guys walked up at first briefly. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's so cool. She's a scissor maker and also makes all sorts of other cool stuff and uh, is like, during this trip also apparently translating like a French scissor book into English or something. Oh um, she's crazy. She just knows what she wants. And I respect her for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I guess I got kind of more confidence. Um, and uh, it's, it's still weird with the scissors. I'm going to make a video, I think updating where it's it's still weird because of course like I'm gonna take my best scissors to blade show, mm-hmm. and you know I wasn't cutting any fabric, um, although we saw uh, Brandon from the Will Hirsch channel, uh, and uh, his girlfriend was like trying to cut her pants and stuff to test <laughs> oh, how they cut fabric because she's like a nurse. Um, oh, that's funny. And so Anywhere. the second day we hung out even more with Brandon than we did the first day which is also fun. And then we saw Will Hirsch. Actually, I'm probably messing things up. Maybe we hung out with Brandon more the first day. Uh, but uh, we hung out with Brandon and Will Hirsch, and it was also great. Um, and I showed even more people my scissors the second day. Um, got some cool uh, blemished uh, trainer from Lucas. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it. But it was, it was really great. And it was really... Kinda. Oh, and I, I forgot the big thing. One of the big things, which maybe I'll let you guys, you guys can get to it too. But at the end of the second day of Blade Show, Tactile turned said they were doing an open house. So oh, yes, uh, we quickly drove across town and uh, all the way across Dallas to go to their their shop, their factory where they make pens and knives. And Tactile Turn makes really nice really nice knives they haven't been doing it for long that long but like feeling about the convention they just are so good and um yeah like they didn't want us to take pictures so i don't know if, how much we can really say but they got pretty much every cool machine you could want and seems like they got like a really professional setup they got you know a whole shop area whole assembly area whole paint area and systems for uh how they're they're implementing a quality control stuff and warranty stuff. It was really cool. Yes, it was an incredible tour. Definitely don't want to go too in-depth on it, uh, just to respect what they want, just in case. But, I mean, it was phenomenal. And when I grow up, I want to be like Tactile Turn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Just just third that, it was absolutely awesome. And if anybody from Tactile Turn is listening, thank you guys for that. That was really Yeah, I hope next year we'll maybe be able to go again and see what even more stuff they get right or have going 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Blade Show was just fantastic. It was really nice not exhibiting, but I do plan on exhibiting at more shows in the future. But yeah, it was it was just a good time. And the B&B afterwards was definitely fantastic. Yeah, we really lucked out with that. Uh, kind of having we everybody did. come over. <laughs> right. No, I, I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, it was better than Atlanta. I I, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to go to Atlanta, but whatever future shows I do go to, we should try to set things up so we can have that happen again and, and be able to just hang out with people. Oh, definitely. In a like more natural environment. Mm-hmm. Talk shop. Right. Because talk all the shop know, all the time. In Atlanta, we spent like six hours at Chick Fil A <laughs> talking <laughs> instead. Oh, we totally did. Yeah, at night outside. Special, special on its own, right? It was. That was, that was also good. Yo, that was my best Chick Fil A experience ever. <laughs> What'd you guys get? Uh, I, I think know. I got a Nuggets, chicken sandwich. Something. Yeah. I got, this is what the fans are dying to hear. I got well, two got chicken nuggets. Dying to hear. <laughs> that was a lie. I got two chicken sandwiches and two fries because I double ordered by accident. Yeah, you might as oh, well be yeah. waiting that long. Yep. Why did it take so long? Oh, why? Why were we? Why were we there for so long? Yeah. Oh, we, oh, just, we just were talking. talking at, we were just talking. Yeah, because oh. I just was meeting the Grand Dalen for the first time. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, Adam. Adam. Yep. And, and Adam Heibel. Yeah. I uh, I was gonna say Adam Heibel, but what I was gonna say is first is like I talked to Machinewise online a little bit, but I had never talked to Grant like at all. Maybe like one message before Blade Show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, Blade Show Atlanta, we talked a ton because I had never, and even even Dalen, I didn't talk to that much online. Right. Yes. It was DMs, you know, once or twice a week. And same the same thing with Heibel. I I talked to him, you know, maybe a couple messages. I don't even know. And then and then we talked a ton at Blade Show. Yeah. Blade Show. And, uh, and we hung out. And besides the Chick Fil A, we also hung out more at Blade Show. But then, but. You know, at Texas was a, a bigger extension of even that, where we already all knew each other, so we were able to meet up and hang out all day. And you know, Grant and Dalen also took turns helping me look for a knife to buy my girlfriend for fun. Yep. <laughs> yes. And yep. Uh, I don't know anything that I've missed that you guys uh, enjoyed about Blade Show or, or learned or anything. Yeah. Pretty good summary. Well, I'll, I guess I, I'll go through my highlights that you weren't a part of, or at least. Didn't capture. Oh, and you and um, Dalen did something else that I wasn't there. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I live in San Antonio and so I drove from Texas to Texas and it was still a long drive. <laughs> um, picked up Dalen from the airport. That was great. Went, we went and hung out uh, and yep. got lost for literally like six hours in the morning. Yes. They got a tornado <laughs> warning. Yeah. The tornado uh, yeah, warning they, they don't be like the fun. We got lost. We, Went to the botanical garden. <laughs> you guys like yes. all we got of us, our poor girlfriends and stuff. Like <laughs> we're walking in circles, like right next to our building, confused. Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, it was quite. Yeah, yeah. We got lost for six hours in a in like a probably one square mile <laughs> section. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, I think it's a new personal best for me. Yeah, that was Fort Worth is crazy. I did. That was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and then Blade Show was great. Uh, you know, hanging out with everybody. I got to formally meet Andy, which I don't think I've met before. Um, I've never met in person either. He is phenomenal. 
Yeah, Andy, that was really the, Andy. the Squid Industries machinist. Yes, yeah, for people who don't he's know, shop foreman now. Shop okay. foreman. Yeah. Yep. yep. He seems and cool. the tsunami machinist. Yeah. Yeah, and then got to hang out with uh, TV more, which was great because we all we love TV. Um, and then I bought a karambit, and the oh, the yeah. apparently, which I I don't follow that that makes sense, but like that was they were like unveiling that karambit at Blade Show. Yeah, it was which, a re karambit that had a crazy folding mechanism that I stabbed myself with twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to pretend um, that I wasn't bleeding. Yeah, so I, I I bought one of those cool new uh, re eight re eight re whatever Yes. Okay. Uh, I love it. It's really fun. It. I apparently got a prototype. I'm not sure if I was supposed to, but oh, yeah. I did, uh, which is cool. Um, what else? We. I don't know. We just talked shop with. I got to hang yeah. out with uh, the belly belly corner uh, with Jack and Saucy and a couple other guys. Yep. Um, Texas, a couple of my other Texas people got to meet me and hung out for a second while we we're rushing through everywhere. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Overall, yeah. cool show. And then afterwards, Dalen came back yes. to my shop. That was great. Um, which was a lot of fun. We also, uh, probably fine with saying this, we borrowed uh, Squid's laser and talk, took it back to our shop. And so we were just honestly playing with the laser more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So Squid, Squid so, had so, a tiny laser he was engraving stuff with at the show, yep. which was cool, but I think it was even slower than they might have expected and people could bump yeah. the table. So yeah. I think they were trying not to do it too much, mm -hmm. uh, but it was very cool. Yeah. It's like for, for context, it's a little five watt, like handheld portable fiber laser, which for how much it cost and, what it can do it's honestly an impressive little machine oh yeah definitely um yeah well we yeah. spent like seven hours at your shop on monday just yeah lasering some... literally everything we could put in it yeah i still have the pile of just laser traps <laughs> um yeah we, dale and i put our logo on each other's knives it was all yep. cute oh, um yes. and then yeah dale and you got to see the style um so, I did. That, so now that the you know, the hype is over. What do you think of the style? Because so firstly, the hype is not over. OK, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess the rose colored rose tinted glasses is over, whatever <laughs> for me, at least. Um, After seeing that, I can guarantee I will never buy a Haas. Oh, wow. You'll never <laughs> buy I'm... a Haas? Correct. Oh, God, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how else to put it. Um, yeah, it's honestly incredible like i didn't get to play with the control too much but i i got to hear it i got to see it i got to feel it while it's cutting i got to see the overall build quality which was phenomenal yeah like i don't know the only thing that i could even potentially have a complaint about was the way covers seem to be a little bit squeaky for lack of a better term a little bit I, I i will say it now running it today um they're not they're not making any noise so i was just yep, because so it, i hadn't it run just in a after week. a few days yeah, yeah. But like everything else was great. I mean, you, you know, you said the coolant was it, it takes a little bit for the coolant to kick on. Um, yeah. But that it was also low on coolant. Yeah, it was like almost empty. <laughs> yeah. And that's something you could easily change by just or fix with a post modification to put out like a, a two second dwell. Mm hmm. It, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the rapids were good. It, the motion seemed crisp. The acceleration and decel seemed good. And the floor space was fantastic. Yeah, it's tiny and compact. 
yeah, I mean, legit, I I would buy that over a mini mill, and I would probably purchase their larger options over like a VF two. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, I I, I love my VF two, and I don't know how the price works out with like the X eleven versus whatever, right? But, um, definitely compared to a mini mill, which I think is realistically price wise a good comparison. It is. I th- I think the style beats it out of the water, and like not even. Golf- Oh yeah, totally. All things considered, too, yours was pretty base, like like base options, right? It was the just standard syntech control. Well, so like the, technically, you can option it lower. Like I, I have can. the, I have the sixteen ATC side mount, and there is a twelve ATC umbrella. Okay, um, fair. Yeah, but but all in all, I didn't change too much. I I so there's also, right. I have the syntech control. There's also like a more. It's an LNC control, so it's. Just yep. lower grade. Okay, so there um, was a lower grade option from that control. Yeah, and so, but, but all in all, I think the I oh, I I optioned it like six. I grand. think you optioned it. Yeah, I think you optioned it where you should have. Yeah, and I also got the tool probe, which for me is a necessity. Uh, yes. Yeah, but you didn't you didn't get spindle probe, right? No, because frankly, I yeah. mean, tool space is already limited. Yada yada. Yeah, and for, unless we do in process probing, which I'm not even doing on the host right now. It's just totally useless and takes up a pocket. Um, hey, Grant. Yes, I know. You should do in process probing. I know. I need. I need to get a new probe tip. I just been procrastinating on it. For <laughs> I a literally year. today just bought a one millimeter tip. Nice. <laughs> yep. Yep. But you know the style's great, and like the nice thing about it is too, you can option it up to a Heidenhine control with with Heidenhine servos. Like, what more can you? Want? Uh, Siemens. I don't, Siemens. Uh, sorry, Siemens. Yeah. yeah still, Siemens I, control I just, with Siemens servos. Yep. It's crazy it's yeah it's it's incredible i think kern has a heidenheim right i believe i think i yeah. think i was so. yeah i was just listening to to business machining on my way over here so oh yeah but no, <laughs> yes yeah. yeah. siemens you yep. you can get siemens uh you can get a 30k hsk yep, spindle HSK. which mm-hmm. like at honestly you could option it like to not to current quality i'm sure but like no almost current level of like 30k hsk with siemens controller and everything it's like right. You can yep. put you can option it to like eighty thousand dollars, and it's oh for the for yours for the X for my yeah with with Incredible. everything it's wild. And I'm I mean, sure I would love to see that. Machine. I would probably have slightly different opinions at the price point. It would still be a great machine. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be more specialized for sure. But I honestly, I think almost any configuration on these machines punches far above its weight class. Oh yeah, yeah. Totally I still agree. don't regret buying the brother. I, like like related. I <laughs> yes. I don't Yamazen has been putting their best foot forward with me. Um so I will not slander them. They are definitely doing their best with me now. Um so Yamazen is is proving themselves and I respect mm-hmm. them for that. So I yeah. yes, the, the the brother has been a great purchase overall. Yeah. And it, it's undoubtedly especially compared to the brother. The brother is a better machine, no question. Um Right. I mean, I, but you can it, it costs three times three Three and some change times as much, right? So, so that was that was the big thing that we were talking with Lucas about is uh, three styles or one brother, and right. I think I'm leaning towards the three styles because one space I'm I want as many machines as I can fit in to my shop as possible. Yep. Um, and if I can get three spindles for the price of one, and like at the end of the day, unless I can make a part on the brother that I cannot make on the style, um. I'm I'm gonna pick Sile because right. I want more I'm, machines. 
Yep. The only thing I'm curious now with that style is I want to see how it does on some like serious surfacing. Uh, yeah. Well, so I will like say degrees. the engraving, um, it does really well on, and I'm pushing it, it 12,000 yep. RPM, and I'm a pretty hard feed. Yes. I, I basically pushed a, it until it burned up, and then I yep. backed it off a little but bit. That's essentially just a just a 2D uh, surfacing toolpath, though, isn't it? It is. None of those yeah. surfaces. Yep. Yeah, it's not 3D. Yeah, yep. that's so true. I, I would love to see how, you know, how the syntax like high accuracy mode or look ahead mode or, you know, insert. Yeah, haven't you at least done the handle oh. surfacing grant in the style? Yeah. Yo, yeah. And, no, and it's yeah, coming out great. The radiuses are 3d surface. I forgot. I mean, yeah, the radiuses are yes. Yes. Uh, and they look fine. Oh yeah. No. yeah. It's not as, great. not as rigorous as blade hard milling, I guess, but yeah, if I did like the Kukri's on it, I think we would really start to see, well, I, maybe we wouldn't, I don't know. Well, right, yeah, that would be yeah. the test. Yeah. Yes, that's my like. How, that's like how old my is your PS2? It. It's a 2019. Uh, so, oh, that's that is. pretty new. Okay. Because yep. I was talking yep. about how like the encoders on the different axes just used to be like 16 bit. Now they're 64 bit or 128 bit. Or I don't remember yeah. what I said a few weeks ago that I was reading. And so, like, just the age of the machine can make a difference. But, yep. Yep. If I, you know, because I thought I couldn't remember because, uh, the one you scrapped was like 2004 <laughs> or something. The one I scrapped was in 1997. Um, yep. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah I don't know if that would have had machine. the best surfacing toolpaths. Probably not, no. What machine? You didn't scrap any machines. I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was thinking of a different grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. It's someone named Gary, <laughs> yeah. actually. I'm from, I'm from Texas, not, not the <laughs> Not in the Midwest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. That's thought, the one. Okay, that's it. Yep. Um. Anyway, yeah. So Dale and I hung out, and that was great. Uh, yes. And that's yeah. That's my that's my capture. Um, nice. Do you have anything else to add? I think you both summed it up pretty great. It was phenomenal. Um, highlights were definitely the B and B, getting to meet everyone at the show, not have to work it. <laughs> that was really <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging out with all you guys, and then yeah, the getting to see tactile turn and and going to your shop and playing like little children in it for basically <laughs> probably nine hours. Literally, so to put in perspective of anyone that's not like our, our brain type machinist, we you know when you were a kid and you like showed your Legos to your friends, uh-huh. <laughs> put, put that mentality in two grown ass men into a shop. And, and yep, that was that all was day. <laughs> uh-huh. And yep. while they were doing that, I was at a literal Lego store trying to <laughs> draw my logo on a Lego band on the computer so it would print out. Nice. That's funny. That that is I'll, awesome. I'll post it on Instagram soon. Yeah, I'm curious about that. That's funny. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it was great. It's good to be home as well, but it was it was a fantastic trip. Yeah, and we all missed you, John. But we are, did. John, are you, have fun with us. John, are you coming to the next uh, show? The next when is the next show? June, June 2nd. Early June. Well, feels like there's a show every two months. I know. <laughs> That's it's about kind right. Of too, it's kind of too close together, I feel like. Yeah. West is in August, October. Yeah. Where, uh, where's the one in June? Uh, that's in the Atlanta time. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might actually Ooh, go to that. Exciting. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Um, come stay at our booths and have fun. Yes. yes. Maybe I'll actually have more than one knife to show people. Nice. Yeah. I actually got to, uh, so I haven't seen the Midnight, my girlfriend's Midnight in a while. 
he's been using it every day as a farmer. Really? Um, and I and I got to check it out like yesterday or the day before. No, yeah. it's in. It's great. Like she hasn't cleaned it, she hasn't lubed it, she hasn't maintained it literally at all since she got it. Just using it, you know, as a farmer's knife. Mm-hmm. She said she doesn't use it as a shovel too much because she wants to keep it nice, but it still probably gets shoveled every so often. Nice. And um, it's been holding up great. Like, I mean, the bearings weren't even gritty. It collected an insane amount of pocket lint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all I did was put a little bit of oil in it and give it a fresh edge, and it's been great. Nice. I'm thoroughly impressed. There's been absolutely no uh, like no pivot screw back out or anything. So that's good to hear. I started dowsing them in blue Loctite. So. <laughs> oh, you are okay. Cool. I'm like no back out for you. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's the minutes are really a fantastic knife. Nice. Well, that's good to hear. I was like, you know, when I heard. Yeah, she's going to use it every day on a farm. I'm like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, lockup is still really good. There's no lock. Like, yeah, it's just great. Nice. Yeah. She, she uh, butchered like 50 cows with it, too. Really? Yeah, all That's by crazy. hand. <laughs> all by hand. Oh, yep. <laughs> a whole cow? I got, yeah, she gave me a couple of fillets. Yeah, wow. she actually hunted them. She didn't, like, she had to go out into the, <laughs> into the Arizona cow. desert. <laughs> You'll be careful with that. It's it's hard sometimes hunting with is. knives and blades and swords and stuff. You know, it really gets you. The hard life as an Arizona farmer hunting cows. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> and yep. on that note, <laughs> yes, Alaska are pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I meant Alaska, right? That's where I am now. Yeah. I keep forgetting. You want to wrap um, it up? <laughs> sounds see. like a plan. Yeah, sounds good to me. Good, good. see everybody. Bye. Good night. Bye.